This is the day the Lord has made. Welcome again to 5-Minute Devotions. My name is Jeff Kester. Today we're going to be talking and walking through 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And as always, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food, and all of them drank the same spiritual water. For they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them, and that rock was Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. These things happened as a warning to us, so that we would not crave evil things as they did, or worship idols as some of them did. As the scriptures say, the people celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. And we must not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did, causing 23,000 of them to die in one day. Nor should we put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and then died from snake bites. And don't grumble as some of them did, and then were destroyed by the angel of death. These things happened to them as examples for us. They are written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. If you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you're tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So, my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. You're res- reasonable people. Decide for yourselves if what I'm saying is true. When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? And when we break the bread, aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? And though we are many, we all eat from the same loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. Think about the people of Israel. Weren't they united by eating sacrifices at an altar? What am I trying to say? Am I saying that food offered to idols has some significance, or that idols aren't our real gods? No, not at all. I'm saying that these sacrifices are offered to demons, not to God. And I don't want you to participate with demons. You cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and from the cup of demons, too. You cannot eat at the Lord's table and the table of demons, too. What? Do we dare to rouse the Lord's jealousy? Do you think that we are stronger than he is? You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Don't be concerned with your own good, but for the good of others. So you may eat any meat that is sold in the marketplace without raising questions of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. If someone who isn't a believer asks you home for dinner, accept the invitation if you want to. Eat whatever is offered to you without raising questions of conscience. But suppose someone tells you this meat was offered to an idol. Do not eat it out of consideration for the conscience of the one who told you. It might not be the matter of conscience for you, but it is for the other person. For why should my freedom be limited by what someone else thinks? If I can thank God for the food and enjoy it, why should I be condemned for eating it? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Don't give offense to Jews or Gentiles or the church of God. I too try to please everyone in everything I do. I don't just do what is best for me. I do what is best for others so that many may be saved. Again, there's a lot there about worshiping idols, and this is something that the Church of Corinthians had trouble with. And like I said in previous podcast episodes, they 
we're really struggling with what do I do in this new faith? How how does this all work? And as the Jewish people and the Christian people, the Jews and the Gentiles started splitting apart more and more, they really wondered what they should what they should do with this newfound faith in Christ. But one of the things that I really wanted to take away from this and concentrate on today is that in verse 12 here it says, If you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you're tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. You know, a lot of us think that our life is going real well right now, that we're standing strong. But the issue really is, is when we're standing strong or when we think we're standing strong, that's when Satan really wants to knock us down. You see, Satan really isn't concerned with somebody who's already in sin and who isn't living a life worthy of the calling they've received. They're not, he's not so much concerned with somebody who doesn't really care about God or isn't concerned with doing the right thing as a Christian would. He's concerned about those that are standing strong in their faith. And those are the people that he really wants to attack. He wants to see the name of God fall. And so when somebody's standing up for Christ and they think they're doing well, well, a lot of times Satan might see an opening and go after them. He wants to see Christians fall flat on their face. But as it says here, God will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you're tempted, he'll show you a way out so that you can endure. You know, temptation might come our way, but God's never going to give us something more than we can handle. I know at times it might seem tough, and there's always a way out. God's going to give you a way out. He says it right here. He's going to give you a way out of that temptation. You just need to follow through with it. You need to trust in God. You know, in youth group the other day, we talked about building a strong foundation. And and we're going through the book of Luke right now. And how important it is to build that strong foundation on Christ. Because when you have that strong foundation, when temptation comes your way, man, you're just going to be able to stand firm in the knowledge that God's going to get you through it. And that God is your Savior. And that Jesus, by His grace, you're saved. When you have that foundation, you can take on anything with God's help, of course, because he's not going to give you anything that you can't handle. And if you have that strong foundation, Satan can't knock you over. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for those listening and those that aren't. God, I pray that you give them that strong foundation. Those of us that think we're standing strong, God, I pray that we are standing strong so that when the enemy comes and attacks us, God, that we're ready for him, that we can handle anything he brings our way. And God, that with your help and by your grace, we can come out on the end stronger in our faith and just a great witness to you for those around us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Remember, you're a loved child of God. And how are you going to echo Christ today? We'll see you tomorrow.